This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. covered a lot mostly Aaron Rodgers but we've done some fun stuff as well along the way but we did start the show talking about Aaron Rodgers and just waiting on him I do not think that this is Rodgers purposely dragging this out to get the attention he craves and is messing with the Jets fans and Packers fans or the organization I'm not buying any of that I really just think it comes down to Rodgers making a very difficult decision and you know we were talking about it earlier with Marco then throughout the course of the night where maybe and I look for the record. I believe Rogers today is going to come out and say that uh, he is good, uh, good to go, and wants to be traded to the Jets, and it's going to happen. Now, if it goes beyond today, I think the longer it goes, the worse it becomes for the Jets. Then I think the less likely it is that it happens. And maybe there's a thought process where Rogers really wants to go back to the Packers, but that's not an option because the Packers don't want him back. And it's basically, and we talk about it from the Jets' perspective where it's Rodgers or bust. Well, the Packers may be telling Rodgers it's Jets or retire. And then he's got to come to grips with that decision. Maybe that's where we're at in this process. Who knows the inner workings because it seems to be pretty uh, close to the vest here. We're not getting any little details from any of the parties where the one common theme seems to be that we're waiting on Aaron Rodgers. But we don't know for what specifically, because it doesn't seem like going back to the Packers is an option, but is that what Aaron wants? Is that his first option? Does he want out of there and then is contemplating retirement? Or is it just, hey, it's either the Jets or that's it? Now, from the Jets' perspective, regardless of how it works out, it's funny to me to see people going nuts about, oh, Garoppolo's off the board, or last week with Carl, oh, no, they lost Carr now, what are they going to do? And then Mike White, I mean, give me a break. All the fuss about a backup quarterback. Please, please, you're embarrassing yourselves. Mike White is a backup quarterback. You're going to go nuts because the Jets are losing out on him because he goes to the Dolphins? Come on now. This is the power move. All in on Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers or bust. This is the right move either way. There are two, two difference-making quarterbacks that are out there, possibly. Rodgers is one, Lamar Jackson the other. Who knows the real deal with Lamar? You know, Ravens have the right to match. It's not like they're looking to get rid of him like the Packers are with Rodgers. This is the right move for the Jets. Let's just hope that the right result is there, which would be him coming here to New York and trying to get the Jets to a Super Bowl. 877-337-6666. We also talked a little bit about the World Baseball Classic. And, you know, the idea that I think it's actually bad for baseball when you see these guys playing so passionately in a exhibition. I mean, it's an exhibition tournament. And watching two weeks when these same players are playing a fraction worth of the intensity that they are displaying in the WBC once the games actually count for the team that's actually paying them to play baseball. 
This, of course, coming off of, um, maybe not of course, but this coming off of hearing Brandon Nimmo's comments over the weekend where he was saying, this is where I want to be. This is my priority. I want to be here with the Mets, doing all I can to get on the field, stay on the field to help this team win a World Series. Maybe that makes me a bad person, but I'd prefer that. Quite the uh, opposite, Nims. I love you for it. That's what it should be. The priority should be the team that is paying you to play Major League Baseball. But it seems that some of the players are more passionate about playing for their country, which they're entitled to do. But the problem is their job, you know, the one that's paying them are the Major League teams that they play for. You watch the intensity dip once we get to April. You know, games that matter. Also talked about the Yankees and their prospects, the Mets and their prospects, both rotations being banged up. So, um, you know, a lot there. Uh, Bobby Oker, uh, Oker, uh, what the hell is his name? Oker K, uh, signing on with the Giants. As you heard Marco mention it before, big signing for them. Uh, you know, the more I read about him, hey, look, he's one of the best uh, inside linebackers that was uh, available. This is probably the big Giants free agent signing. But a guy who is going to be a force, you would think, in the middle and starting to come into his own as he had a big year with the Colts last year. So big signing right there for the Giants. And, you know, look, it's not going to be a ton more for them as far as big, sexy signings. Maybe this is not the sexy move the Giant fans are looking for, but a solid one. Nonetheless, either way, the main story, we await the decision of one Aaron Rodgers. 877-337-6666. Val is in the Bronx. What's up, Val? What's up, Sal? Man? What's going on, Don? Not much, man. How are you this morning, Val? I'm all right. I'm going to sound real obnoxious right now for a second before I get into what I called you about. Mm-hmm. No offense to any you know professional athletes in the world that are professional curlers, <laughs> but I could live a rewarding and fulfilling life without ever watching that thing. That is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. But I don't understand what these people like pushing something behind something. They're not touching it, but supposedly it's making it move. Doesn't and it look fun? It... Yeah, whatever, man. I could I could live a life, a real, real good life, without ever watching that again. Yo, that is the stupidest thing in the world. <laughs> no offense. Not trying to sound obnoxious. Yeah. Any no, that's all right. Any curlers in the world, I hope y'all live. Y'all yeah, y'all nobody's y'all, listening y'all, anyway. You know, you get championships, you know, making your money doing that, but that's the stupidest thing in the world. So. Mm. Oh, my goodness. And I like it. It looks, it looks fun. I want to try it one day. As an Olympic sport, man? Really? Nah, well, Come I don't on, know. Man. I'm going to look at some of the crap that's out there Olympic sports anyway. Who knows? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm going to get into two things. I want to talk uh, Jets, and I want to talk Yankees with you. Three weeks ago, I've been saying that, yo, we got things to do, man. But I feel like the buzz is around it, too, with what I was telling you before. Like, they're starting to say it with other players that are, like, waiting to see what he does. Like, we got things to do, man. We got holes to fill. We got people to try to get it once you on board that might try to work things out with us. We need you to make a decision, Aaron, please. I understand, you know, everything that's going on, and it is a big decision. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to belittle that, but we got things to do. Right, but I was he's telling gonna, you that before, but Sal, you told me to calm down. No, because that your timeline. Like yeah, ago. well, and see, you should have calmed down because it's been three, four weeks later, and he still hasn't made a decision. That's your timeline. You, other Jeff fans, me, media members. Yeah, we all want to see the decision made yesterday. We want to know. He is that, the one that's making like, a decision. Not only that, just like I told you before, a certain buzz is already starting to kind of like similar now with other players talking about, oh, is he going to the Jets or not? Yeah. I told you that before, and it's starting to happen. You, All right, so they, so they can wait then. If they're that concerned, then they can wait. It's not like the Jets are going to be going out and, and getting a ton of uh, guys Sal, anyway. Sal, we got things to do. We got things to do. Yeah, but the first thing to do, the only thing that really matters is waiting on Aaron Rodgers. Because without, without him, whatever else you do is worthless. Nah, I'm with you on that, but I need it to happen. Come on, man. Say something. Say yeah. something. I am saying. I've been saying something for four hours here. Not, not you. I'm talking oh. about Aaron. Say something, man. We're waiting, bro. Like, yo, we got things to do. But to get to my Yankees point, I wanted to say, because I find this kind of interesting, all right? A lot of what's happening now is because of the money that's going on in baseball. And I feel like with some of these younger guys, a lot of times they're holding them back because they're trying to start the clock at a certain spot so they could, you know, control their money or whatever it is like that. But one thing I I find kind of interesting, everybody's like looking for these, excuse me, looking for these 10-year, 
you know, in long-term contracts, you're hearing about this big money that's going around and stuff like that. Wouldn't it be in our best interest if the kids are actually ready? All right? I'm, I'm speaking Volpe. I'm speaking Dominguez because, you know, you tell me he's 20. And Soto was around that same age. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be in our best interest to actually start bringing them up earlier? And that way, when we have to sign, like, the 10-year contracts and stuff like that, we're not talking about somebody who is, you know, close to 40. Well, you could sign him, is, but you could old. sign him to an extension whenever you want. I mean, they could sign him to an extension now if they wanted no, to. No, no, no. No, I hear you with that. But I'm saying, if we have, I mean, just because of the age, that shouldn't be a determining factor in whether they come up or not, or their maturity. So long as they're showing me that they can they can handle them, they're not, they're not looking overmatched. Why can't we bring them up and start that clock? Right, but let me ask you, why, then, why do you need to do it now? Like, why do you need to do it in the first couple of weeks of the season? What's the difference if you just waited until May 1st or whatever it is? Well, I'm saying that I'm not, I'm not even talking about that because that's probably what's going to happen. That's exactly what happened with Cano. It's what happened with Soriano. It's what, if you go back with the Yankees, that's how they always do it. They tell you stuff and you hear a buzz in spring training. Then all of a sudden the guy goes back down. And then somewhere like, you know, three, four weeks, whenever that period happens where they can bring them in and they're still considered a rookie for the next season, you're going to see the kid come up or whatever it is like that. And I feel like some of the injuries and even struggles is probably going to press their hand a little bit when it comes to some of those younger guys. And maybe because, if there was you know, a clear need, the, the guys, Val, and thank you for the call, the guys that are like Pete Alonso under uh, Brody Van Lagen, Brody Van Wagenen a couple years ago when Van Wagenen, unfortunately, was the general manager. He had said Alonso will make the team if he earns it out of spring training. I'm not worried about the clock. And he stayed true to his word, and it was the right move. They made the right decision with that. That should be the way that it is. Unfortunately, teams are going to manipulate the system and have guys wait a couple weeks or whatever it is to start the clock. Why wouldn't you do that if it benefits you as an organization? It's just smart to do that down the road in most situations. Uh, I'm not going to get into that. Right now, I'm not worried about that clock. Uh, I don't even know the specific time of it and all that stuff. And when when it pertains to Volpe, let's say specifically, if Volpe is ready in the Yankees' eyes to contribute at the major league level now, and they have a spot for him, then he should be here. There are two things: one, we don't know if he's definitively ready to help them contribute now. Two, they don't have a spot for him yet. Where is he playing? I mean, even if Rizzo starts the year on the IL dealing with the back stuff, which may not be the case, but let's just say that he does. You're going to move LeMayu to first. Where's Volpe playing? Yeah, still have Torres at, at second. You have Peraza at short and Donaldson at third. Volpe needs to play every day. So until Glaber is traded or Donaldson is injured or washed up or whatever, they, they cut him because they realize he's he's done. Until that happens, right now there's no clear path for Volpe. I'm giving Peraza the shortstop starting job because it seems like that's the direction we're going. But there's got to be a path for him. Eddie's calling from Rockland. Good morning, Eddie. Hey, Sal. What's happening? What's up, Eddie? You still into the Vanderpump, man? Of course. Oh. I can't wait to watch it. I used to watch it when they used to have the husband on. Uh, he's still Vanderpump. on there. Oh, is he? What's yeah. the, the English guy? Ken or whatever. Yeah, I forget. Yeah, I think his name is Ken. Well, you, you don't you don't watch a Family Karma? Uh, my wife does. I do not watch that one as much. I've seen some of it, but I don't watch that one the way that I do VPR. And I'm surprised you had nothing to say about the Jersey Housewives, man. Tiki and his wife made it in, and they didn't even make the second season. I watched that. Yeah, I watched that. We love that show. That's another one yeah. that's a must-watch. I tell my wife now, sometimes she's got to wait for me to watch uh, these shows. Vanderpump is one, and then the Jersey Housewives is another one. I, I can't get enough of that one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's starting to get repetitive. I used to watch that, uh, the, what is it, the... Uh, yeah, it is repetitive, but below, still, I like it. The below, the below deck, who's who's fooling around with who. Yeah, Gio told me about that one. Back. I have not... Uh, I got to check that one. I have not watched that. Look, I don't go seek these things out. They're on. My wife is watching it, and then I get caught up in it, and then I become addicted to it. So we have not watched Below Deck, but Gio was telling me about that one. I love right now Vanderpump Rules. I'll give you three. Vanderpump Rules, 
Real Housewives of New Jersey, and I love growing up hip hop with the Simmons, Angela Simmons and Vanessa Simmons and a bunch of others, uh, uh, rap, uh, former rappers, their children. I love that show, growing up hip hop. I used to watch the, uh, the, uh, the uh, what is it, the Run DMC oh, one yeah, with right. uh, Run's House. Yeah, that was a great one. Run's House. Yeah. I ran into him in the local mall like recently over the last six months. You know, I, when I was living in the city on my own on the Upper West Side, I once walked past Angela Simmons on the way back to my apartment, and I was starstruck. Uh, now, I didn't say anything, unfortunately, but, man, it was twice, actually, now that I think about it, I saw her. She must have been living in a nearby building. Uh, but I was like, damn, and this was before growing up hip-hop, but I knew who she was from Run's house. Yeah, here's my uh, Rogers thing. For, for before I get there, you remember when uh, Brady was leaving uh, New England, yeah. and they just said uh, one year or one year this. I was saying, you know, he they, uh, Dallas was dealing with uh, Dak then, and they didn't want to sign him to the big contract. They was worried or whatever it was. If they would have swapped, and and uh, Brady gave you three or four solid years, Dallas probably would have been at least in the Super Bowl, right? If they would have taken Brady as opposed to Dak? Yeah, when Brady was leaving the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, I, everybody... I don't know. I, I don't know about maybe. I mean, uh, if, if you're asking me, is Brady better than than Dak? Certainly four years ago, whatever. I mean, yeah, I would have liked their chance, but I don't know. I didn't think that the Bucks were ever going to go to or win a Super Bowl with Brady, and sure enough, they did. So who knows? So my point is kind of like if Rodgers can say, I'm going to play for three years. If I was a team like Baltimore, I'd get rid of um, Lamar. Lamar, yeah, or a team like that. If he could give a foul, solid three years, that gives a good a team that's above average. If they don't have the quarterback that they think, if if they're already paying the forty million plus, you might as well upgrade. Yeah, but the Ravens are not that good without. Now they have a great head coach, they have a good foundation, but without Lamar, they're not that good. I mean, they showed you that with him getting hurt and not making the playoffs, like or not winning in the playoffs when Lamar is not there. Now they played well in that playoff game, but I mean, still, and even last year, dating back to last year, where they fell short again. I mean, without Lamar at the end of the year, it's a big difference for them. But they, to me, are not. I don't know. It's different the way that they're built. They have the head coach. They have the structure, which is something the Jets don't have. Jets have a lot of young talent. I don't feel like the Ravens have that. Right. And if Rodgers comes to the Jets, will he be known as like a Brett Favre and a, and a Mark Sanchez? Or will he be remembered in the glory of Jet Nation? I mean, look, I think he's going to have success. And thank you for the call, Eddie. So I believe he's going to be out there, go out there and win. Now, win how much? I mean, who the hell knows? He's not going to be Mark Sanchez. Sanchez, to me, was not very good, but the beneficiary of a great running game and a great defense. And he did make, I get to give him credit in the postseason, he made some throws and that helped him win games. But he was not a good quarterback. Favre was a great quarterback, obviously, that got hurt with the Jets. Let's hope that he goes the way of neither of those two guys and just does what he's been doing since he's come into the league. That'll be far better than anything the Jets have seen probably in my lifetime. I mean, outside of Boomer, of course. You think Boomer's listening right now? Outside of the Boomer years, Rodgers would probably be, because that was my lifetime, Outside of Boomer, who was just, you know, great when it was with the Jets, Rodgers would be the next best Jets quarterback that I've ever seen in my lifetime, next to Boomer. But, I mean, you're talking about a long time ago. They have to get him. And I think they will. But I would start to get, you know, up until late, because I thought it was going to happen yesterday, even in the evening, up until late last night, I really had no issue with Rodgers you know, taking his time to make this decision. Now that it's being dragged out to a, another day here on this Tuesday now, if it goes longer than this afternoon, then I would start to get worried. The anger, the frustration, that should then turn to concern. Because I do think the longer it goes for whatever reason, 
it's not a good sign. But I'm not there yet. Let's see what happens this afternoon. It is it is frustrating. I understand. It is frustrating. Let's hope he makes the right decision. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Get the discussion started. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six is the number to call. Just talking to Jerry outside about uh, Rutgers getting screwed. I don't understand how this keeps happening to them. How could they not be a tournament team? I'm not pretending to be a college basketball expert by any stretch, but come on, you tell me Rutgers couldn't make the field, couldn't make uh, even the uh, the play in the first the, the first four or uh, whatever the hell it's called. They couldn't make that in there tonight. Come on now. Uh, good for them to get in the NIT. Hopefully they go win that because that'll be a big deal for that program. But it is a little ridiculous that Rutgers, uh, they deserve better fate uh, than that. 877-337-6666. Eric is calling from Ron Conca, but what's up, Eric? Uh, hey, Sal. Good morning. Uh, just just to let you know, after I'm done work, I'm going to start building my arc. So uh, when, when it's ready, you know, you guys uh, have a spot there, you know, at, uh, with the, the way that it it's never gonna stop raining. Is it that, is it that bad out? No, it's it's, it's, it's we actually <laughs> it feels that way just because it seems like every time I'm out here it's raining. But uh, we actually have a window of about five hours uh, right now. So so uh, how's we, my we, commute home gonna be in a half hour? Clean or is it raining? Uh, uh, heavy mist, I think. Uh, right, pretty much. Yeah, know? because the problem so is I, I it's think, not the rain; yeah. it's that people do five miles an hour in the rain. And, and, uh, yeah, and well, even, worse, on even worse, they do five miles an hour in the left lane. Like, dude, you want to go slow? Yeah. Move it over. I, I'm all for well, going slow. Just move it over to the right lane, will you? Yeah, well, you know you know what? I understand that. But, I mean, there is a lot of flooding on the road. So, I mean, yeah, uh, God, they, might, they might have to be just to avoid those lakes on the uh, on the right lane there. But, uh, yeah, no, I understand that. But uh, you, you, sh- you should be all right getting back. Um, look, you know. I, I know I'm very much in, in the minority when I'm saying this because because uh, I'm so so tired of this drama already with with Rogers and, and it's not that I don't want him just I mean he's clearly the choice but but I'll tell you one thing it's you know the, I'm more annoyed about the fact that the Jets are even in this situation at this point than than uh, even the fact that they're going to land them you know the it, it, I just wish that they you know would finally get somebody as a draft that they're looking at who's a success and not have to worry about being in a position to have to do this. Well, you're right. uh... They put themselves in a position where they are not an organization that is going to have a say in the matter here. They have to bend down to Aaron Rodgers. They have to relinquish power because they don't have any other choice. So, I mean, it's, it's very frustrating being a fan of it because it's like, you know, the, and again, I hate comparing other 
other teams or whatever. Yeah, but, but I this mean, is rare, did. though. You're talking about getting a Hall of Fame quarterback, though. This is not just, you know, it's not like they're bending over for uh, bending over backwards for Derek Carr. I mean, they're going oh, no, on Aaron Rodgers. Right. Well, no, no. Again, I understand all that. But, I mean, look at some of these. I mean, dude, we haven't even been able to sniff a sense of, I mean, look look, look what, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> New England just went through prior to, mm. you know, Brady leaving there. I mean, he was there for, you know, a year and, a, you know, like 20 years. You know, I mean, Pittsburgh, you know, went through Roethlisberger. I mean, you know, the, even the Giants. Oh, you like I to mean, have a franchise Daniels quarterback. Jones. I get it. You like to have a franchise quarterback. Right. I mean, you know, there's zero stability in, in any part of this organization, any part of it, other than the, 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 the ownership has been the longest you know, reigning part of, of, of the whole thing. But that is not going to change now. You have to remember that if Rodgers does come here, not only do you get your best chance to win right now, but also maybe it could help build a foundation to where if they have some success over the next two years, it changes the course of the franchise, not to mention that he could help Zach Wilson along if Zach Wilson has it. If not, you draft and develop somebody else. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, every franchise would love to have a quarterback that they could put under center for 20 years, whatever, maybe 15, 20, however long it is. I'll, I'll take I'll take eight. Right. Yeah, exactly. eight. <laughs> right. Well, you'd probably take three, to be honest with you. And you might have to take one yeah. or two of Rodgers because you just haven't had anything yeah. – to compare to it or anything that's close to it. That's why I'd be so excited if I'm a Jeff fan. Don't look at the negatives. Look at the positives. Of course you don't have a franchise quarterback. However, you're in a position right now to go get one of the best ones available, and it could change the course of the franchise, at the very least, for the immediate future. Yeah, and I, and I really hope it does not lean, you know, end up leaning towards the Lamar Jackson angle part of it, because I, I think that will end up, hurting even more, you know, with, with uh, the the potential, uh, you know, the things that have to get worked hey, out. let me you know, ask you with, something. With All right, forget about the sports yeah. talk for a second. I'm bored with that, uh, the Roger stuff for a moment. Um, <laughs> Creed 3, before I even get your well, review, and, and I enjoyed the movie, although I did have some issues with it, um, Did you was your theater packed? Because I went on Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock, and I know you went on Saturday as well to a different theater, so that's why I'm yeah. asking you. There was nobody home. Full. Uh, three quarters full, I'd say. Wow, yeah. was was there like yeah. buzz in the theater? There was no. It was like a Tuesday oh, yeah. afternoon for me. Yeah, no, it was uh, no. There definitely was buzz in there, although somebody unfortunately, uh, you know, broke wind at the, in, a, in a very inappropriate <laughs> part of the. Uh, yeah, so that that, that kind of added to the the, 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 the yeah. It was, it was yeah yeah. It was it was it was unfortunate, but Why is that uh, funny. Uh, uh... Anyway. But, but yeah, no, there, there was a good reaction to the film, and yeah, I'd say about three quarters full. I, I'm uh, I walked into the theater, me and my wife. There was no line to get popcorn. There was nobody around. I go, what day is this? This is Saturday at three. Like that should be prime time. It was cold out, if I'm not mistaken. This is prime time yep. movie going weather. Where is everybody? What's happening to the movies? What was it? Was it one of the bigger theaters in Island 16 you went to, or the smaller one? Oh, I'm just talking uh, about the whole theater in general. Forget about the actual showing oh. of the movie. Oh, okay. I'm talking about walking the, in. Like uh, usually, there's people around. Nobody home. Yeah, I was. Uh, no, there, there was actually quite a few over in no. uh, uh, in Regal. I'm not quite. I'm not sure. My one why issue. It, can it, I tell you? Can I tell you my one issue yeah. with the movie? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I, I didn't like. And thank you for the call, Eric. We appreciate checking in. I did not like that. And by the way, spoiler alert: Creed Three. Spoiler alert. Uh, I'm not going to give away the ending or anything, but I did not like that or, that Rocky was not even referenced in the movie. Like, come on, dude. That's disrespectful. Disrespectful to the highest level. This is a Rocky film. I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a good story. I could see where it's going moving forward. I like that. But Rocky somehow, and I guess Stallone didn't want his name, didn't want the Rocky character to be in because I was reading about it afterward because I was upset. He didn't want his, his. He didn't want the Rocky character to be involved in what he deemed to be a darker type Rocky movie, where the storyline is not as maybe uplifting or as feel good as he was used to with Rocky. So he didn't want that character to be associated in a darker type film. Which I mean, come on, dude, you got to have at least a mention, something. You can't just. 
not acknowledge Rocky? You're all there because of Rocky. Other than that, though, it was good. And the one thing, too, that I saw the previews, there's a, a movie about George Foreman coming out. I cannot wait to watch that one. I love George Foreman. Always loved him as a his, you know, his personality, personality guy. Big personality. I love to watch the bio on him. Or the, you know, whatever, the the movie on him. Similar, I guess, what we saw years ago with Ali. Mark is calling from Long Island. What's up, Mark? How are you, Sal? Good, Mark. How are you? Sal, I'm good. Uh, just on Aaron Rodgers, um, yeah. you know, people were talking. And, you know, he has a legitimate option to go back to Green Bay. Because Green Bay has a contract with him, and they don't really have a choice. They could cut him, but then they eat, uh, I think it's $20,000 or more of dead money. $20 million, you mean? Oh, $20 million. I'm yeah. sorry, $20 million. And, um, you know, they're not going to do that. And then they don't get anything for him either. Well, I think if they trade him, too, they're taking a $40 million cap hit uh, without restructuring. So there's definitely some restructuring that has to go on. Here's the thing. The Packers want to move on. They made it very clear. Right. But the thing is, Sal, I know they want to move on, but first of all, it would be a public relations disaster for them if he said, I want to go back to Green Bay. I'm going to go back because I have a contract with them. Right. And they say, don't come back. And what would they cut him? And what's the option they have? I don't know. I mean, that's not my problem. That's the Packers' problem. Right. I'm trying to get him out of Green Bay oh, to the Jets. Yeah. So it's a different story that I haven't, or different aspect of. I really don't care about it from the Packers' angle. Right, but I'm just saying he's got that option. Like, people are talking like uh, no, there's well, no because, option but the Jets. Yeah, because the Packers don't want him there. So, I mean, he may be saying, I want to come back and play, and the Packers saying, well, you know what, we're going to move on. So, well, they have a contract, though. All so right. what, what do they do about uh, that? I don't know. Well, then they'd have to figure it out. I just told you. I don't know. I haven't yeah, thought about it from right. the Packers' perspective. Right, right. Also, you know, I'm not the least bit frustrated that he's taking this time because I feel like he doesn't know New York anything. He doesn't know Green Bay. I mean, he's been there 18 years and he's been fantastic for them. So, well, you know, it's his decision. He's allowed yeah, to take as much time it, as he possibly wants. Exactly. It's a big financial decision, too, for everybody involved. So I can understand it taking a long time. And I think it, it should take as long as it takes for everybody to feel good about it. Agreed, specifically Rogers, who was the person that's making the decision. But yes, if Rogers says for whatever reason, yes, I you know uh, I don't want to retire. I want to go play for the Jets. I'm fine with that. Then obviously the Packers and Jets are going to have to come to an agreement that they feel comfortable with. But I mean, this is on Rogers, really. It seems from the reporting that I have watched, Connor Hughes on SNY just uh, as recently as last night said that the that basically. We're waiting on a decision from Rodgers. That's it. Like, there's no, I don't want to misquote him and his report, but the way that I understood it was that he talked to people within both organizations, and I may be paraphrasing here, so don't hold him or me to it, but it just seems like that everybody is waiting specifically on Rodgers. This is not a, well, Rodgers is talking to the Packers to try to work some things out. It's that we're waiting on Rodgers' decision. You know what it could be, too, Sal? They could be discussing restructuring his contract. Right. And there might not be agreement on that because there's a lot of big money involved in that. Maybe. I mean, that could be part of it. And it is going to be a significant hurdle for both teams. And thank you for the call, Mark. It's going to be a big hurdle for both teams. So that might be the case. I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on. But I do trust. Here's what I know is not going on. Rodgers is not playing games here. He's not craving the attention. People in the media, and fans too, but mostly people in the media, they think that Rodgers gives enough of crap about them that he's dragging them along for the ride here. Oh, he's playing with us. No, you're letting him. You're letting him because you're waiting on his every breath. He'll make a decision when he feels comfortable in doing so. He doesn't give a crap about you or me. He cares about him. As he should make his decision. This is a big decision for him. And who knows what exactly, to your point, are they talking about contract stuff? Is he weighing those options? Is it just about the Jets? Is he weighing that option of coming to play in New York? Does he want to go back to Green Bay? There's a lot of stuff that we don't know. And Rodgers himself, last time we heard him speak, uh, I'm not sure if this was a McAfee, I think it was. He was saying that you'll know when I tell you. My inner circle doesn't talk to anybody. 
So none of these guys know what I'm thinking. And that is true. And that's why we're frustrated because not many leaks have come out. We heard that he met with the Jets, and that happened. And that's that. That's it. Hector is calling from Washington Heights. Good morning, Hector. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Eh, pretty good. That's good. Yeah, you had a good weekend. Well, half and half. Kind I would say it's a good weekend. I forget the toilet stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. It was a, yes, it was a productive uh, and satisfying weekend. Nice, nice. Good for you, man. Good for you. I, I <laughs> thought we'd get a commercial after that, but I see you were still fired up. Uh, pretty early tonight, but hey, what are we gonna do? That's yeah. a child that we love anyway. Yeah, and I don't know if there's ever gonna be a calmer me. <laughs> Although maybe I, I, I'll put it this way: there's not gonna be a calmer me at these hours. No, I know, I know, I totally understand. No, it's just something about you know what it is. Something about with the callers. We get we're talking sports. We get into it. That's it. What do you want me to tell you? No, no. I listen. Like I said, we love it. Now, um, before I get into this, because uh, I'm going to disagree with you on the WBC and Nemo, uh, well, I don't know if I'm going to disagree with you so much on Nemo, but let me ask you this. How long before the Jets just got to walk away? Like, No, you can't. You're too far in. That's it. There is no walking away. You wait until I mean, he leaves. You're standing at the guy, altar. If he's not going to buy in, though, like, if he's going like, to come here or uh, something like, like Phil Jackson just for the money? No, 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 no. And, and not put in the work? Like, is, is it really worth it? Yeah, and, that's you know not, but that's gonna not going to happen. I don't, he, he, he could get paid if he stays with the Packers somehow. He wants yeah, to yeah, play yeah, football. I, I, does he really want to play football? Yes. <laughs> yes, he does. I, I believe he does. I, guess, I, mean, I don't know. Listen, I, I'm, I guess I'm glad my team is not going to do these nonsense. Oh, no, you'd rather have Daniel Jones. Look, you... No, 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 I was just saying, I'm not so sure. <laughs> situation is that much better, but I'm not going to get it. No, that. you'd rather have Rodgers. Come on, exactly. You'd rather deal with Rodgers nonsense. That's why you do it. It's a player of this caliber. You risk going all in for him. Let him make his decision. He hasn't done anything wrong yet. He's just waiting. Yeah, I guess. Mm. Oh, okay, so let's get to the to the good stuff, I guess. So, I, I, didn't, I didn't like the memo comments. At all, I, I I understand what he's trying to say, and I, I appreciate that. Um, but I think he, he should recognize why he's doing that. Like, dude, you're someone that has had um injury problems, so it's understandable. Um, and maybe you should have gone more of that route. But I I agree with you in the part that you said that it could probably rub some of the guys the wrong way because um a little bit of what you said. Like, I don't think these guys is that they care more about the WBC and playing for their country, representing their country, which obviously is meaningful to them, right? It doesn't matter what you and I think or anybody. It's meaningful to them. So, listen, it is what it is. I personally enjoy the WBC, um, but I also understand it's a two-week tournament or whatever you want to call it, right? So, of course, the intensity is going to be ramped up much more than a series in April or May. You know, and I'll be the, I'm the first one that's going to call here complaining about, you know, these guys don't play hard and stuff like that. But they also thinking about the long way. You also, someone who talks to me off the ledge, and I say, oh, hey, this is a long season. Or you can't win every mm-hmm. game, right? You tell me that all the time. So Right, but there's a difference of the team treating a game in April like it's Game 7 of the World Series versus a player playing his heart out and playing with passion and playing hard in the WBC, and then kind of going through the motions in a meaningful game in April. Yeah, I, I don't want to have a big thing to do with the Like I said, I'm, I'll be one of the first guys calling here. I just think it's more of, you know, especially nowadays, because before it wasn't like that. Before you see guys go out every day and, get, you know, play hard. I don't want to say not play hard, but at least give me the impression that the game was meaningful every single night. Nowadays, with everything and load management and this and that, and you know, looking at the big picture, and uh, mm. you know, it's a, it's a more of a I don't think it's an individual player per se. It's just the whole team wide, and you know, the players also. Let me ask you: Do you think some of the participants in the WBC care more about winning the WBC or care more about winning games in the big leagues? I think. Yeah, I'm sure there is, but 
who are these participants? Are I don't know, but I'm telling guy? you, you you know that there are players that care more about the WBC than they do about I the mean, regular we season. We saw Francisco Lindor make some great comments while at the WBC talking about, you know, the goal being to win a World Series for the men. Agreed. And how... You know, like, this is, is not like, a Lindor thing. I'm just... And, and that's why I said, I love Nimmo's comments because I agreed with them. However, coming from his mouth... It's going to rub players, whether it's Alonzo, McNeil. It is a, if not a direct shot, it is an indirect shot at those guys who chose to go represent their country as opposed to play for their team. No, yeah, like I said, I like I understand what he's saying, and I appreciate it. Trust me, as a Mets fan, I appreciate it. Um, I just think it could have probably worded it a little bit different. Right. But to answer your question, yeah, I'm sure there's those guys that play in independent ball or whatever. You know, they play in, in the in the in the Dominican League during the winter and stuff like that. Guys that are not in the majors, yeah, it might mean more to them <laughs> to win the WBC. So let me, ask you, chance, let me ask you, Hector, because you're a big WBC guy, as you just admitted. Would you? <laughs> well, no, what do you mean? You said you like it. You, I'm not knocking you. I'm saying you, you like the WBC, right? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So let, yeah, so let me ask you. If there were no major leaguers participating in the tournament, would you still be into it? Possibly. Yeah, so Possibly. I, that's what I'm saying. So just take out the, the big leaguers. You could have guys, former big leaguers, like Harvey, like Cespedes, and also have some minor leaguers in there, some young guys. That's the way, to me, it should be. Who? Why do I need to see major leaguers in there then? I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. The fact that they are major leaguers is, makes it a little bit more appealing, even even to, to a dope like me that loves baseball, that'll pull over and just watch little leaguers play. <laughs> but, yeah, in this year... Well, I think you've got different. issues. You need help. Have we ever talked about this before? Say again? You, I think you need help. If you're pulling over to watch little leaguers play, we need to talk. I mean, listen, every year, I mean, a break? Why not? There's a game going on? No, this is a good spot for a break. Watch these guys. No. And, you, and you need to find yourself a girl. I think you need to find yourself a, a, a companion, Hector. <laughs> <laughs> That's besides the point. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would still be pulling over. Yeah. You won't believe me. You won't be watching any games. So, yeah, you, you might think you well, would be yeah, pulling no, over. I listen to you, Bobby. Yeah. Bobby, you still find time. Yeah, no, and I barely. I mean, it's different with the Mets, and thank you for the call, Hector. Different with the Mets and Yankees, of course. I mean, that's not only something that I love to do, but it's also part of the job. But, yeah, I mean, you watching the WBC, Little League games, going to uh, 50 Met games a year. Find yourself a companion, and that'll be cut, geez, probably to a third, at least. Maybe you should just stay where you're at and enjoy your baseball games. Pulling over to the side of the, the road watching a Little League game. You sicko! When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Swung on. There it goes! Deep left, it is high, it is far, it is gone! 62 to set the new American League record. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, we got about eight minutes or so before the warm-up show with Al and Jerry. We'll be back again tonight at midnight. So we have another five-hour show for you later on this evening. Stay tuned. Fleegs, what are we looking at tonight with the uh, playing games here, the first four? Like, what time do you think I'll be on? At Right at midnight? Or is those, are those games going to end before? Well, so the first one game starts 640. Second one's scheduled for 910. But, of course, if the first one runs long, then that one, then runs, that long. one runs long. Depends on how long the Westwood post game is, I would say. It could be midnight. If you get two longer running games, if you get some overtime, could be closer to one. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. All right. We'll stay tuned for that. I've seen it all the last few years. Anyway, yeah, I have no idea what to expect. But anyway, we got some Rutgers and Notre Dame played that thriller last year late into the night. Like there, all right. There are times where you know, maybe one thirty. Don't want to get your hopes up. All right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, what do you mean, Fleeks? I want to be on at twelve. I don't want to be on at one thirty. Come on. Um, but anyway, stay tuned for that. We should be on at 12. Yeah, stay but... tuned for 12.01 when we hit the open. <laughs> I know. Can't have these games. Come on. I want, want people listening and calling. I don't want to get to uh, go to sleep with these games on. Um, anyway, 877-337-6666. Omar calling from Brooklyn. Good morning, Omar. 
Good morning. How are you, Sal? How are you, yes. Omar? Your line cut out last time on us. You listen, uh, Sunday night, you didn't show up because R.J. Barrett drained a three-pointer and beat the Lakers. Oh, you said he can't shoot. I got a big game against the Boston Celtics, a big game against the Lakers. He shows up, baby. And uh, what about the uh, top two uh, picks overall? Uh, where are they right now? Are they playing? Uh, They're not available. Who? Uh, R.J. Barrett is available every time. Oh, you love R.J. Barrett. He can shoot. Yeah. Listen, everybody, every player in this league has limitations. He, he's not a great shooter. LeBron was not a great shooter. He's the best scorer of all time. He can't shoot. In today's NBA, he can't shoot, but he's the best scorer in NBA ever. So don't tell me that oh, R.J. Barrett okay. is not a scorer. No, R.J. Barrett. I didn't say he's not a scorer. I said he's not a shooter. He can't shoot. Here's what I'd like, Omar. Let's meet in the middle. R.J. Barrett needs to stop shooting threes, and then maybe I'd like him a little bit better. Yeah, he shoots because in the rhythm, the offense is running, that we have to drain these three-pointers to make everybody, Julius Randle and Brunson, uh, if you had a rank, available for the field. If so you, he has to be consistent. He's not consistent, but if you practice, 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 and work hard, and he has a great work ethic, I have no problem <laughs> with his work ethic ever. Oh, no, no, me neither. You know I like his work ethic. I've never complained about that. But if you had to rank the Knicks as far as three-point shooters, where would you rank R.J. Barrett? Number one, Iman quickly and Brunson, very close one and two. Okay. Then right now this season you will take uh, Julius has uh, to be Julius up there. Rangel. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I will take Phony every time over Joe okay. Archibald because he can shoot. Okay. But he doesn't play. And then Grimes. I will play, uh, uh, then uh, the fifth one. Uh, yeah, Grimes is better at this particular, but he. He chucks a lot of threes, too. He's mm-hmm. not consistent. Hey, he's either. still a young player. He's got to get better. But the point is, Obi's down. Uh, Obi. Uh, RJ's down that list. Obi, too. But RJ's down that list. That's the problem. He should be better. By the way, what are you calling to talk about RJ Barrett for? I thought today you'd be calling about Tremont, uh, Tremaine uh, Edmonds. No, I, I don't have a problem. They got the guard. Uh, their offensive line became bigger. And he... He couldn't guard a little bit heavy, uh, uh, like a, a little bit six-footers, uh, a little bit body shy. But he, everybody's bullying him onto the thing. He was the reason he was not very good in that game. Everybody was bullying him around. And he was playing for the contract that he wouldn't want to get injured. So, listen, you play, everybody saw it. I don't have a zero problem with Edmundo leaving because you know what? He did not show up in that game no. and he was playing for his contract because he didn't want to get injured. Ooh. So go, go to another team and play injured and play oh, hard. He used angry. to play hard every game. Hmm. You sound hurt. Look, the Bills and Dolphins are going to be competing for second place in the AFC East this year behind the Jets. Oh, really? That's what you think? Oh, Aaron Rodgers, baby. You better be calling me tomorrow. Right, 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 now. right now, my focus is New York Knicks. And where oh, we can compete, all right? Yeah, I That's know. where it is. I'll I'll wait for Buffalo Bills in September. Right now, my focus is RJ Barrett is uh, b- uh, if he is consistent at three, I am bring it on, baby. What only Milwaukee <laughs> bus? I think completely, completely only Milwaukee bus in a seven game series. I don't think we can beat them because they are too deep. But bring on the Philadelphia, bring in the Boston, bring in the Cleveland Cavaliers. We are ready, baby. All this is right. Ready. All right, Omar. I love it. You get back to us and continue to talk Knicks. Uh, I'm not going to disagree. I do think the Knicks have an opportunity to beat any of those teams. I don't think they could beat Milwaukee. Who knows? Anything's possible. Healthy Brunson, the Knicks could do anything. Mike is calling from Dumont. What's up, Mike? Yes, Sal. What's going on, pal? How are you, Mike? Good, man. But uh, how... Let's uh, talk, get out of that Aaron Rodgers talk a little bit about talk about the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel good about uh, I, the last couple games. Last game was tough with that that, that overtime loss, but uh, I feel like Gerard he, he, he he's setting everything up, you know, the right way. And uh, if Igor gets back to you know old him, and if Mika just would stop pass, just just pass, stop passing the puck and shoot it. We would, we would, like, we would win, and 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 with that big score. I mean, 
They're they're getting look. They got to get acquainted here with the new additions with Tarasenko and Kane. They got to figure it out on the power play first and foremost. Obviously, you know, get adjusted with the new lines here, Mike. And thank you for the call. Appreciate your passion for the Rangers. But the biggest key, aside from get you know gelling and all that stuff, and having Kane and Tarasenko fit in, and and having guys not, they're being too selfless. I want some selfishness out there. Shoot the puck. Shoot it. Shoot the puck. And trying to make everybody happy, trying to be too nice. They'll get it together. More practices, more games, they'll be fine. But the biggest key you touched on it, it's Shesterkin. As long as Igor plays the way that he did against Buffalo the other day, if he can play like that, moving down the stretch here on in the postseason, that's the biggest key. Because without that, they have nothing. So this is basically a warm-up for the postseason. And they got to make sure they secure that, you know, third spot in the Metro because you don't want to be having a – if they're the last wild card in, then you have to go to the Atlantic Division in that bracket, and that would not be a good thing. All right, thanks to Fleeks. As always, thanks to everybody who called and listened. Appreciate each and every one of you. Be back again tonight at midnight. Stay tuned for that. The warm-up show with Alan Jerry. That's next. Enjoy your Tuesday. Sports Radio 1019 FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.